0: The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedy-Damechek. As a child of God, you are mandated to take territory and fulfill your destiny. Destiny Word is designed to help illuminate your path towards a purpose-driven life. Please stay tuned for the unadulterated Word of God, a word that not only brings focus to your life, but also helps you navigate the challenges that comes your way.
1: In the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 30, we'll read only one verse together. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, look at somebody and say, but. But. Say, "But but David. Come and look at another and say, but David. encouraged himself himself in the Lord his God. God. I want you to look at another and say, but David David encouraged himself himself in the Lord Lord his God. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we pray, O God, that you will anoint these lips of clay and make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. Speak to me, speak through me, speak for me, O God, that the excellency of thy power will be of you, that at the end of the day, your church will be edified and you will be glorified. Father, have your way in this place. Prophetically move and stead the spirit of somebody and bless a soul that came ready to receive from you. In Jesus' most mighty name, amen. I want you to look at somebody and say, push for purpose. Come on, look at another and say, push for purpose. Can you look for somebody and tell the person that for me real quick? Look for three people before you take your seats and say, neighbor, you need to push for purpose. Hallelujah. They believed that a man must have no excuse for what he ought to become. That whoever you are, no matter where you were born, no matter how you were born, no matter the circumstances surrounding your birth, you choose to write on the tabloids of your destiny with the ink of what you believe in. It is not supposed to be surprising at all for anybody who is well-meaning, who wants to get to the heights of glory, to come to the place where you realize that you are the architect of your rise or fall. That no matter how you were born, you might have been born out of wedlock. Maybe your mother had a fling with somebody and you were the resultant output. You became a product of somebody's casual exploration of pleasure. And somebody met somebody and they wanted to know themselves and the flesh took over them. They couldn't resist each other. You became the resultant output. There are so many people under the sound of my voice who are not products of to death do us part. I don't know, maybe I'm talking to myself, but my mom gave birth to me when she was 19 and in midwifery college. She had no idea that she wanted me to be here. She didn't want me here. My mom didn't want me here. My bad old boy saw my mother, saw the hips, saw the legs, saw the personification of beauty and said, I am not allowing this to go. I'm going after her. Went after my mom, and one thing led to another sin upon sin, kisses, hearts, and roses. And I am the product. Now, watch this. My mom said, I was in school. So when I was pregnant with you, I tried to get rid of you. And being in the midwifery school, she knew about pregnancy. Took some medications. Concoctions, traditional medicine said sometimes I will take the medicine I will see blood and I'll be happy because I know this boy is coming but she didn't know I was holding on I said this boy is going nowhere trying to push me out like something holding on to the pillars going nowhere now, this is a result because when my mother gave birth to me, they were not married. That cannot be an excuse for who I am to become. The fact that my father and my mother were not married, I wasn't there on the negotiating table. And so I cannot carry the guilt of the irresponsibility. Now, when it comes to me, it is me. God allowed them to be portals of my introduction. But the introduction doesn't tell the story in the book. It introduces you to the book, but the book carries a content that you don't find in the introduction. So wherever you are coming from, however you are born, the circumstances surrounding your birth... David was also born out of wedlock. The book of Psalm 51, when he was praying, he said, In iniquity, my mother conceived me. My conception was outside the matrimonial sanctity of marriage. It was out of that. Because you will understand that when God places destiny on you, you have to come to a place where you know that this time around it is a partnership with you and God. But God is waiting on your movement before the heavens will move. Oftentimes people want God to move for them. God will never move for a man. He doesn't move for people. People move. The Bible says, and Jesus said, go out there and preach the gospel. But as you are going, I will confirm my word with signs and wonders. And so until people move, there will be no moving of the heavens. We have made Christianity unattractive. Because it appears is an easy way out, is an option for the lazy. And the person who wants to relegate everything to God will say, I am praying. Because not every... <laughs> Jesus, help this poor boy. Because you see, there are certain things that prayer will be required. There are other things too that industry will be required. The Bible says that, and David prayed, he inquired. And so there is a place for prayer. But David got to a himself that he had to pursue himself. Angels will not move for you. After you have prayed, you've gained clearance. God is saying you should move. You should move. In the book of First Samuel chapter number 30, please sit. Let me get you through my test. i quickly get you out of my introduction. In, in the book of First Samuel chapter number 30, you, we've gone through it back and forth. We've tried to explore um, the nuances of the test. But something in verse number 6 is very interesting. Everybody is discouraged. David could have been discouraged too. You see, a leader is not the one who complains of what he doesn't have. Okay, this is not good for some people. Um... You see, the reason why we are still where we are is that everybody will show you what the other person did not do. And so when we get to a place, and it did not start from now, the Bible says and when God had appeared to the man in the garden and had called on Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam said, I am hiding. And when God, Adam showed up, God said unto Adam, have you eaten of the fruit that I told you not to eat? Adam said, it is the woman that you gave me. That means that from the f- day one, from the first time of the fall of man, man began to look for excuses why they can't perform. People are always looking for why they are not doing what they ought to do. We'll get into the test very soon. They are always looking why they cannot do what they ought to do. So you bring them up. voted for you. We don't want to know what the other person did not do right. Because we know you can do it. That's why we gave it to you. We don't need you telling us why you can't fix it. In the same light, if you happen to be in a company and you took over the company from a, a manager that got sacked, and you came and the first thing for the first one month, three months, one year, every time, you you know, before I came, they were doing this thing like that and, 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 and like that. You, 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 you are like, what is happening? David could have looked for excuses because everybody was discouraged. His generals were discouraged. People around him were discouraged. Everybody was telling him that, no, no, they are gone. There is no way we can get through to them. There is no way we can recover what we have. Everything is gone. But David knew that there was a word over his life. And the word was that he will become king. And kinship demands people. And so he can't allow what God had given to him to be taken away from him. And so when it came to that, David did not need another. David knew that it was about himself. And so David did not look for excuse. The problem we have in our times is that a lot of people are answering to the cognomen of Mr. Excuse. You are answering to the name. Cognomen is is like an alias. Cognomen. It's an English word for alias or a subriquet. So you're answering to the subriquet of Mr. SQ's and everybody's not helping me. And I try and I've written my CV and I get onto this and I try to push. And when I meet them, there is a long queue and I am frustrated and you are always lamenting and you have, you have opened a book of lamentations and you have even outwritten Jeremiah. You always have a reason why you can't do it because somebody is not helping you. But life is not about others helping you only. It's about you discovering who you are and helping yourself. People have that entitlement mentality. My brother is this. My father is that. My mother is that. My uncle is that. You you don't need... I'm trying to... Stay sane because I, if you're not mindful, you'll always be singing the anthem, SOS, save my soul, save my soul, I am, I am pleading, please help me. You'll always be begging others that you come to my rescue, but life is not about that. There is a lady who was born in 1903, between 1903 and 1904. The records are not there to show, but it's 1903 slash 1904 if you read about Valletta. Those of you that have alosia, Valletta, born with a condition called tetraamelia. Tetraamelia um, is a condition where you have no arms, no legs. There is one that is very rare. It's called phocomelia. And, and that is the one that has been suffered by Nick Vujicic. The, the Australian guy born in 1982 will be 38 years this year traveled around the world with no legs and no hands and yet the world listens to him and when he tells people things that people want to believe. Why? Because the armless and handless being did not limit his creativity and his impact in this world. And so you have no excuse to get to the heights where God wants you to get to. Once you have purpose before you, you have to encourage yourself. If there will be no mother, brother, uncle, father, sister, auntie to help you. You might not know anybody in government or up there but you have God on your side and if God be for you who shall be against you? You have to get to a place where you encourage Violetta will be placed on a stand they will carry her put her on the table for her to perform read about Violetta she was born in 1903 slash 1904. She passed a long time ago, but they'll put her on a table and Violetta will begin to sing. And leaders of states will be overwhelmed that where is she getting her energy from? It's called not allowing others to throw a pity party for you to attend Because if you're not mindful, people always pity you said that you lose sight of your own ability. The lady was having that voice and that power trapped on the inside of her. She could have joined in the party when people were telling her that you have no hands, but you have no legs and you can't amount to anything. But she encouraged herself and she knew that I have something that the people who have hands and arms don't have. Can Can I say some things briefly? Your life. Dark is God's gift to you. But what you make of it is your gift back to God. Let me rewind and press play. Your life is God's gift to you. What you make out of the raw gift to you is your gift back to God. So when God gave you a life, God is expecting you to make something out of the life he gave you. And he was not expecting others. The reason why you don't need to be dependent on people for not just survival, but success and significance, is that when you were born before you screamed pain or joy, there was nobody there to help you in the first place. I have been told that... People who give excuses always amount to nothing. There is a popular quote, and let me say it. It's not an original quote, it's somebody's quote. But it's been so long in time that uh, the original, the name of the person who said it first is long lost. He said that excuses are tools of incompetence, which will often build monuments of nothingness that those who dwell on it seldom amount to anything. Let me rewind and press play. Excuses are tools of incompetence which will build monuments of nothingness. That is to mean that if you go about giving excuses why you are not there yet. They say I'm too short. They say I'm not slim enough. They say I'm not tall enough. They say my grammar is not good enough. They say I I wear spectacles. (laughs) spectacles they say I wear spectacles they say I can't see far and they say I can't think far and they say I can't do things right And because I can't dance and I can't move and I can't I can't talk, and you are always looking for why you cannot. And so David could have done the same thing, but David and the last time I checked the Bible says in the book of Exodus, chapter number three, the Bible says, and let me quote the Bible saying God had met the man called Abraham, and when the the bush was burning, and yet the bush was not consumed. And the Bible says that God told the, the man called Moses, Moses, I want to send you to a place, go and bring my people out. And Moses looked at God and said God even when I go what should I tell them what God said when you go there tell them that I am that I am send you he said okay I, I'm going to do that but uh, you know I cannot talk I I cannot speak I am a man of slow speech I am not eloquent enough I I have a thousand and one reasons why I shouldn't go back uh, they will call me a murderer they, they will say to me that you didn't do well they'll call me a fugitive they'll tell me that I, I I had to run away in the face of adversity they'll tell me that I don't have good uh, good good construction when when i I'm speaking. They'll give me all these reasons. And God said, I know your excuses before I called you by name. That is what you think you don't have. But I have what it takes to make you bigger than even your shortcomings. Let me say this thing to you, people of God. If you really want to go far, don't look for the many reasons why you cannot. Look for the one reason why you should. Because David encouraged himself because he saw. Throne, children, wives. Nobody was encouraging him. You will have an excuse, of course. It will always be there. You always feel inadequate in an area. There is an account proverb that says that, It's an account proverb. You will never be well prepared. Well equipped for the journey that you will embark upon. It's impossible. There will always be something you lack. There will be always. There will always be something that you you need to add to your artillery. But the fact that you don't have that doesn't mean you can't achieve that. David encouraged himself. Moses said, "God, I, I, I stammer. If if I go before the man called uh, uh, King Pharaoh, if I go before the Pharaoh." whether it was Ramses or whoever was there and I go before Ramses and I and Ramses asks me why are you here I believe I'm going to say god 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 is saying that let my (laughs) let my people (laughs) by the time I am done The man called Pharaoh would have left. Because I am a man of slow speech. God says you don't know but I have the grace called an arrestor. I can keep whoever is supposed to listen to you. Until you are done. Can I push forward? Getting to my test. In the book of John's gospel chapter number 5. From the verse number 1. The Bible says that. Uh, There was a man that was lying by the pool called Bethesda that had five porches. If you have read your scripture very well, the Bible says that when Jesus had seen him and asked him, why are you still here? You've been here for too long. You have always been saying that you want to start that business. You've been here for too long you've always been saying you want to go out there and venture into entrepreneurship you've been saying that for too long you've always been saying "I just like a man that i'm looking at not here but there who always tells me i feel a you've been saying that for for too long so every time you are always shifting the goalpost and giving new dates and new itinerary. You are always shifting. I want to start a business. Oh, 20, 2019. Oh, I'm going to start a business. I, I want to, I am tired of my bosses. I want to get out and start a new business. 2019. Bye bye. 2020. Oh, this year is my year. I'm going to start it again. This 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 year. This year. Oh, I'm going to even register. And I have the name. I feel I I feel I I I I. In this year, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Why have you been here for that long? Jesus was saying, asking him that because the man had been there, has been making pronouncements, making confessions, just like most people would do in our times. I'll start, I'll do that. I'm going there. I am going back to school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick up a course. I'm going to enroll in a program. I'm going to start something. I am tired of that relationship. That man has been abusing me for too long and this is the end. I don't want that relationship. Thankfully for you, it is not marriage yet. And so you can quickly say, Arrivederci and, and, and au revoir, you know how they call say it, and you can say bye bye to the person and go. But every time, even when you want to go, you say, But, 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 you know, even if I try to move out now, I the devil, you know, is better than the angel, you know. So, you have always been tagging the man, the devil, and you are comfortable with the devil, you know. And because you are comfortable with the devil, you know you are not giving room to the angel. So you have always been running. with that. Why have you been here for 38 years and you are still by the pool called Bethesda? The man said, I have no man. My excuse is that there is nobody giving me capital. My excuse is that there is nobody holding my CV to put it before another person and telling them that I can do that job. My excuse is that whenever the angel stares the water, there is nobody to help me. Jesus was saying that, are you not tired of waiting on people to help you? Are you not tired of always banking your hope on somebody who is taking you for a ride? Are you not tired of the person who always tell you, I'm oh, going to wait I'm going to, going to And so, yeah. I keep telling people, anytime you go to somebody and you ask the person for help and the person says, Oh, they're caught. Because it's a nice way of saying to you, because it's a nice way of saying to you, that meeting who will be our or When you have doubt, say say I no. And that is a problem. We are always waiting for the man that will put us in the water. So although we have purpose, we have excuses running the campaign of our purpose.
0: Thank you for listening to Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bredinyameche. We believe you have been impacted to fulfill your purpose. For more transformative and uplifting teachings from Dr. Yamiche, kindly join us at the Maker's House Chapel International Destiny Arena, adjacent the School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Join any of our services, Sunday Word from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., teaching service on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. You can also be part of our online services. Command your morning every weekday from 4:45 a.m. to 6 a.m. and power up your week every Sunday from 11 30 p.m. to 12:30 p.m. on our social media platforms. For more information about our ministry, you can reach out to us on 020 004 7488 or 026 681 3275. Additionally, visit our website at www.themakershouse.org. God bless you abundantly as you journey towards your destiny with courage and faith. Destiny Word. Be empowered to take territories and fulfill destinies.